0: Is it purpose or focus, that drive that pushes? Photographer, made it happen. Fashion design, made it happen. Arthur, made it happen. Artist, made it happen. I'm here to tell you it takes focus and drive to push yourself to achieve your special place in life. You made it happen. I'm Linda Johnson, your host, and welcome to They Made It Happen. listen you guys nothing comes easy in life and sometimes you just really have to work you know you have to plan it and you have to think about it you have to set it into motion and sometimes we do crazy stuff we sabotage our own selves so let me just leave this with you for today a mouse was placed at the top of a jar filled with grains It was so happy to find so much food around him that he no longer felt the need to run around searching for food. Now, he could happily live his life just doing that. After a few days of enjoying the grains, he reached the bottom of the jar. Suddenly, he realized he was trapped and he couldn't get out. He now has to fully depend on someone to put grains in the jar for him to survive. He now has no choice but to eat what he's given, a slave to his situation. A few lessons to learn from this. Number one, short-term pleasures can lead to long-term traps. Let me just say that again. Short-term pleasures can lead to long-term traps. Hmm. Two. If things come easy and you get comfortable, you are getting trapped into dependency. Three, when you are not using your skills, you will lose more than your skills. You lose your choices and freedom. That's big. Four, freedom does not come easy, but can be lost quickly. Nothing comes easy in life. And if it comes easy... Maybe it's not worth it from the jump. Don't curse your struggles. Embrace them, people. They are your blessings in disguise. You know, there's different things that go through my mind from time to time. And I have friends and associates that are experiencing some difficulties in their life. And I'm just going to keep it real. You know, one person or other is stepping out in the relationship, specifically the marriage. And so it just got me to thinking, you know, again, it's over the years. I'm not talking about anyone in particular or anything like that. It's just my thoughts, you know what I'm saying? And I just really wonder, you know, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I have my my thoughts on the subject, but I I actually, I just wonder why do people cheat? I've seen what I over the years have thought were really good marriages. And I'm thinking, oh, you got it together financially. You seem to be communicating well. You seem to to mesh or jive. You know what I mean? And that's just me on the outside looking in. And then you find even in the media, social media, you see all these, you know, couples, you know, in Hollywood or whatnot, or or, you know, hip hop artists, or just whatever, you know what I mean? And they have these wonderful lives for five six seven eight ten 10 years or longer, or whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden you hear about, or you know, and I'm sure some of you that are listening, you know, people that are out there being unfaithful to their, and I'm talking about marriages, not to me if you're single and you're not engaged uh, or or you know what i mean or been in a very long term relationship where you're living together for 10 years or something like that to me you you are single and you're still single if you're not married you're single and and i may be wrong but that's just my opinion don't start like me telling me you know, you're, you're wacko for thinking that. But if you're not married, you are single. And so you can do pretty much what you want as long as you respect the other person and you are being truthful and honest, which a lot of people will not. But again, back to my main point, why do people cheat? And I read an article where some psychologists actually do believe that people cheat because they're depressed. And they have to find something to fill that emptiness. And so finding another person to kick it with fills that emptiness, that sadness, or whatever. Okay, okay. I guess that makes sense because people cheat for different reasons. And so I just never thought about it from a mental health point of view that you can be depressed and that can cause you to cheat. Hmm. I don't know. So I would like to hear from you. Send me an email to J at gmail.com. And just really let me know how you feel about that. Do you think people cheat because they're depressed? Or do you think it's something inherent? Like, you know, some, some people say once a cheater, always a cheater. You know, this, this girl or, or gal has been cheating on people they've been in relationship with all of their lives. And it's, it's something that they do is who they are. Whatever, however they came to be that person, they cheat. And that's just what they do. They can't be faithful. So what do you what are your thoughts on the subject? Why do you think people cheat? I would like to hear about that. So again, send me an email to asklinda J at gmail.com and let me know what's your thoughts on why people cheat. And actually, you know what? That's my truth. It's time for my favorite part of the show, Pathway. This week, my guest is the amazing and wonderful minister, community activist, mentor, and founder of Cami Cares, the wonderful Crystal Nichelle Corbett. Hi, I am so excited. My guest today is a very, very unique guest. She's a little different from my previous guest in that she has a story to tell and her story is one of tragedy to triumph. And with that, she has grown immensely as a person. And from that tragedy, you guys, you're not gonna believe it, what she has done for her community, and what she is still doing and what she has begun is just like igniting a huge fire. And it's just going on and on and on. And I can't wait for you to hear her story and be inspired because she is genuine and just an angel here on Earth. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, my name is Crystal Corbett, and i um, Let's see. How did I begin? I am the founder of Kami Cares, and Kami Cares is named after my daughter, uh, who uh, is no longer with us physically. Spiritually, yes, but no longer with us um, uh, physically. About five years ago, and this is when Facebook Live really became uh, a thing, Facebook had just started the whole live videos, and I received a phone call from my daughter's friend saying that she wasn't breathing correctly, and what should they do? And I'm like, get her to the nearest hospital. So in doing so, um, once I entered into the hospital, which was three minutes later, cause I was really right down the street. Um, uh, the doctors were at that point, I could see in the emergency room nurses on top of a gurney or, or a hospital bed running back, uh, towards, uh, the ER and, um, I, uh, immediately went in and was asked, could they intubate? They just basically, that's the first thing they said, can we intubate? I didn't even understand what intubate meant, but whatever it was to save her. Yes, do it. And, um, they came out and spoke with us and told us it's pretty, she's pretty much gone. She's not going to make it through the night. Uh, she was, was just without oxygen, just far too long. Um, I, And I don't even know, Uh, it was like something spiritually came over me. I, I wasn't alarmed. I wasn't thrown back. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I didn't cry. I just said, I just need to see her. And when I went into her hospital room, she was probably uh, probably about 30 pounds heavier of fluid, full of fluid, because if you know anything about the body, once it's deprived of, of, of oxygen, it starts to swell. So she really didn't look like herself. And so I, my mind just said it really wasn't her. But as I was leaving uh, to uh, go get um, my son so he could come in and see her. I, I told her i said cami I love you and she opened up her eyes she turned her head she looked at me then she closed them right back and I looked at the doctors because I'm like wait a minute y'all just told me she's not going to make it through tonight so they kind of was scratching their head and 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 you know they was like well it could be the medicine but you know even if she does wake up she's I'm telling you she you know her her, her kidneys are hardening and her, her her liver is starting to harden and she's not even putting out any output and she's severely dehydrated I mean they the numbers were off the chart blood pressure wise and everything she's really not going to make it and we don't have any brain waves that's what they were saying so she's technically brain dead so I I, you know I let them know but she heard me I I didn't argue with them I just went out and uh, I told my son he can come back and he can see her and um, probably I just sat bedside because she did not leave that night. That was April 29th, uh, 2016. She did not leave that night. And, um, so I sat by her bedside and I just prayed and, um, I just sat there and in about three days later, uh, a tear, I was talking to her godmom and, and my son, and a tear came down her face. Wow. A tear, one single tear. And I asked, um, I, I got close and I said, "Cammy, can you hear me?" She shook her head, yes. And that was like one of the best moments of my entire life. Like I enjoyed that moment more than when I gave birth to her. And so she, I asked her, if she could try to open up her eye, and she did. And she, but she could feel uh, something was different. She had, she had been intubated, so she was on the breathing on the on the ventilator, and those things are extremely uncomfortable. And um so the nurse came in and the nurse, you know, asked her, like, Kimmy, you know, can you hear me? Can you squeeze my hand? Do you know who you are? She's shaking her head, yes, the whole time. Wow, y'all just told me this child was deprived. I'm like, listen, so I grew closer to God. I just grew, grew closer and I was extremely happy. What made me start going live uh on Facebook? It was new, but everybody was calling she was so loved by the city of Dayton. Everybody wanted to know what's going on. Well, I got to a point where I couldn't just keep repeating myself. So I went Facebook live. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is on April 29th in the morning, I was at work and I was listening to some gospel music. And my, one of the supervisors says, what are you listening to? You listen to this every morning. And it was right then and there that God had put it on my heart to go live. Because, again, the live uh, feature on Facebook was new. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go live. I didn't go live right then and there. But I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start May the 1st. And I'm going to just inspire and play an inspirational video for everybody. And then I'm I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to inspire people in the morning just to have a good day. Little did I know that God had a different plan for me and for my life. So that that what I thought was just gonna be from May the first to May the 30th, wound up being five years later. And I am still every morning sharing the word of God, every morning without fail. Um and so going back to Kimmy's situation, she was she eventually woke up probably on the fifth day completely Mm -hmm. because she had refused medicines because she said they made her sleepy. She could not talk, but she could write. And those two and a half days that she was up meant more to me than the 22 and a half years that she was here on this earth. Uh, Kami was with friends smoking what she believed to be marijuana. She was not a smoker. Mm-hmm. So it was her I don't know I can't ne- I can't necessarily say it was her first time smoking, but they didn't they knew she didn't really smoke. So when she passed out from smoking, they believed that she just needed to sleep it off. but they left her and went to a barbecue. They left her in the car and went into the barbecue and she vomited and aspirated on on her vomit and that's what seared her lungs. And uh, why she eventually later on throughout the day uh, was short of breath and they didn't recognize that she couldn't breathe that whole time that they had her from seven, uh, from the time that they was with her at seven o'clock till, uh almost two minutes to midnight when they called me. Um, so Cammie, of course, uh, end up um, not making it, um, but. At that time, I didn't realize that the spiritual relationship that I have now with the Lord. Um, but I didn't realize that she was never. It didn't matter if she had smoked the marijuana with friends or not. May fifteenth, twenty sixteen, was going to be her last day. And so when I, I mm-hmm. wanted to get close. I wanted to stay close to my daughter. I have five children, and so burying my oldest. I needed to live and I needed to live with some sanity Mm -hmm. without one of my children. I had a whole new normal. I was in this big club that I never even signed up to be in the mother uh, who has buried a child club who wants to be in this club. And so I used Facebook to heal because she has so, so many friends and people who loved her. And I made, her story a part of their lives and 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 i I, because i didn't want anybody to think that she was just some drug addict kemi lived a a lifestyle that she chose she was she was a dancer at the nightclubs or stripper is the other name that people use but uh i I, they she was just loved and i didn't want anyone to treat her whether she was a stripper a drug abuser whatever type Mm -hmm. of category anybody put her in she was still a person and she was my my person she was my child and so I didn't want folks to do that as though we have they no one has ever done anything in their life you know what I'm saying yes and so I wanted to you know it's one thing to talk about faith but it's another thing to walk in faith and to walk in faith knowing that God has always known and, and, and he shared it with us several times. We're passing through here. We're not, we're not guaranteed 70 plus years or 95 like grandmas. And then we don't even have that type of time here on this earth anymore. So I wanted to get close to her. And in order to get close to her, I had to get close to who had her. And I knew she was in the hands of the father. So therefore, I, 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 I got in his word and I studied and I prayed. And, and, and then God wanted me to share his word be a messenger. And I'm like, wait, no, not me. <laughs> you know what I used to do in the '99 in and the 2000 father. Are you sure you want to, you want to use somebody like me, you know? And so uh, as a mother who has buried a child, the first thing we do is we, we, we play a guilt role. Mm-hmm. What, what did we do? What could we have done differently? Absolutely nothing absolutely nothing. And scripture tells you that. And, and if you believe one part of God's word, you have to believe it all. You can't pick and choose what you're going to believe. I just want to believe all the blessings or all the good things, because if you know anything about God, then you know that he'll tell you no weapon formed against you will prosper. But the, 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 the key in there is the fact that there's going to be some form of weapon mm-hmm. that is going to form against me. But what God said is it's not going to do what it set out to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I started taking scripture and really understanding it, understanding what the word was saying. And, and so that's how I got closer um, to where my child was, was about getting closer to God because her spirit definitely lies with him. Mm-hmm. And then she left behind a little boy, uh, my grandson, and he was three at the time, and now he's eight. And so, over the years, um, I, I I still have a connection with my grandson. He is with his father, and his father is doing a really good job. But I do have, a, 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 you know, he's all I have left of her. And man, he looks so much like her. So, I formed Cami Cares, and this is the, the the thing too. God had given me a vision. He has shown me a vision in 2014. And I remember I was speaking and I was on this big stage and I was speaking to the people and I was telling the people, you can quit your jobs. The end of the world is coming and we got to share the true word of God. So we got to get ready. You don't have to worry about your jobs because the Lord told me in this vision, you're going to have troubles on this earth, but finances won't be one of them. OK, so I never saw Cammie in that vision. And even when I shared it in 2014, I always said I never saw Cammie in that vision. Mm-hmm. I assume because of the lifestyle and the wild child that I had, that she was in somebody's jailhouse, or something, <laughs> having <laughs> gotten into some form of trouble. And so I just because she was just that child, she she was risky. She just loved to do things, you know, mm-hmm. that she wasn't supposed to do. But uh, so. After she took her last breath at 926 in the morning, I looked up. And the first thing I said was, now I know why she wasn't in the vision. Now I know. And 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 wow, it was like, man. And so to know my daughter, she was a very helpful person. So mm-hmm. the community really reached out. And they helped me get through this. And they're still to this day. Uh, you know how you have some people who will tell you, um, well, you know, I'm always here for you. It's right. been five years and I literally still have the same folks who are still checking on me. And just to see, how are you doing? It's been five years. Normally they kind of fade off after the first year. Maybe they'll contact you on the date of death or the, you know, their birthday or something, but no, no, Like God has truly just not left me alone, forsaken me in this. And I do not feel alone in this. So uh, I formed Kami Cares and Mm -hmm. Cami Cares picked up where my daughter left off. She helped people. And that's what we do. We help. We try to be resourceful for them. Um, And now it seems like I'm like a voice for uh, mothers uh, who have who have lost a child here in the city. And, you know, so many people Miss Crystal, Miss Crystal. Can you help her? Can you help this mom? Can you help my aunt? You know, she she just buried her son, and it, you got this abundant amount of strength, Miss Crystal. Can you show her? You know, and they just don't understand that the strength does not belong to Crystal. Strength was always the strength of the Lord. I mean, come on, <laughs> you know. So, wow. um, I, And I just use that, and mm-hmm. I share, and I encourage, and I and I try to strengthen them with just with the Word of God, because the Word don't need my help at all, but people do right word word speaks for them for itself but mm-hmm. there's sometimes you're the only bible sometimes you're the only connection that some people will ever um receive from god they won't open up that book but they'll watch your life and and, and just sharing uh the word of god every morning and just getting closer and walking closer with the lord i've come to the realization more people see you than not mm than not. So you, and you never know who is watching. You never, ever know. And the thing is, is I am, I've been talked about in States. I haven't even stepped foot in. So <laughs> this Facebook, this Facebook, of uh, uh, live stuff, it, it can, it doesn't have to be the devil as so many people think. Um, you can, it's, you truly make it what you want. So that's exactly. how we do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So
0: I told you guys, this story from tragedy to triumph is amazing, and I and most of us cannot even remotely imagine how difficult, how hard it is to lose a child, because that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to grow old, and our children are supposed to bury us, and I have to commend you, Miss Crystal, on your strength, and I know it's from God, but- In saying that, you are a beacon of hope for so many women, like you're saying, that has gone through and experienced what you have experienced and are experiencing what you experienced. And it's so amazing how your baby, even though, even though the doctor said that she only had a day or less or not making it through the night, but she made it for days and God was there through her to give you that comfort that you needed before she transitioned. And it is so amazing to me. And I, and I commend you, you know, you, you're just amazing and your ministry. I have heard your ministry. Like she said, y'all, she has been on for five years and a lot of the time, years ago, and sometimes I catch her every once in a while now, it was a ritual for me. I would listen to her very early in the morning, even if I only was able to catch her for 10 to 15 minutes. But that inspiration, sometimes that's what I really, 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 really needed to carry me through whatever I was going through at that time. And I can say that I'm sure That's what a lot of people gravitate towards now to hear you and and just you know just get that strength from you. So tell me, what are some of the things that Cami Care has done in your community? I know, I know, I've seen drives on Facebook, clothing drives, food drives, and donations where you guys have just gathered up all of these donations. People are just donating all kinds of stuff, whatever you needed. They are just bringing it. And you've been able to really bless people in so many different ways. So tell me a little bit more about what Kami Care is doing in the community.
1: Um, Well, we have uh, our our biggest thing is the, the homeless, the homeless. And we just I just want them to have or just try, you know, to realize that there are people who truly, truly care about them as a whole. So like this past year uh what we did for Super Bowl Sunday is uh we we had Super Bowl Sunday appetizers with the homeless the men's shelter. And we took them appetizers as though they were at a real Super Bowl party. Oh. And we took it at the time just before the Super Bowl started and so they had Wings and they had uh, just meatballs and you know cheese ball and just you know cake and everything and they just really had a good time and they were so so appreciative of it uh, because you know you you already know they can't really season the food on the inside of the homeless shelters but. <clears throat> We are able to, uh, you know, with their permission, we can't do it on their property, but we do let them know that we'll be outside of the gates and anybody is welcome. So I uh, just before a couple of weeks before Super Bowl Sunday, we, uh, you know, just gathered up donations. We do this as a whole, as a community. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't have to.
0: Does her testimony or her story not pull at your heartstrings? I mean, the courage the wisdom, the strength to go on. That was just part one. You have to come back to hear the rest of her story of courage and you it is going to inspire you. So come back for part two in just two weeks. That's it for this week. And I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment about this episode or any episode, just send me an email to j at gmail.com. Remember, stay focused, be inspired so that you too can join the ranks of They Made It Happen.